It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And I am very, very pleased uh, to be joined by the artist responsible for this song, Wally Green. He's a lot more than a rapper. He is a celebrity table tennis pro. He's an entertainer, a rapper, and yes, a diplomacy maker. If we ever make peace, if there's ever peace on the North, on the Korean Peninsula, it will probably be due to Wally Green, either him or Dennis Rodman, maybe the two of them together. Uh, Wally Green joins me uh, this morning in studio. Hello, Wally. Hey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. It's great to meet you. I've become a big fan in a short amount of time. I am a, a big ping pong fan. I enjoy playing. I'm not that good, but I really enjoy the game, and I've really enjoyed watching a lot of your matches on on YouTube over the last few days. Wow, thanks. I appreciate that. So now, uh, give folks a little bit of uh, the picture into your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Marble Projects in Brooklyn. Uh, rough, rough project that was. Yeah, that was pretty. It's pretty rough. And you, your childhood wasn't exactly a bed of roses. There was some domestic violence in your house. Yeah, I, um, my stepfather was a, was an abuser, and he used to abuse my mom. He used to beat up my mom and uh, tell me every single day that I would either be dead or in jail and I would never amount to anything. So, you know, I grew up with that, and that kind of led me into gangs and guns at an early age. Uh, how old is an early age for um, gangs and guns? Probably by 13, I already own six guns at 13. Six guns years. at 13? Yeah. And you're in a gang? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what would you think you were looking to join a gang as a form of uh, escaping the difficult time you were having at home? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I just really hated my stepfather so much, and I had a lot of anger in me. And um, the gang was more of like my family because mm. my mom didn't really protect me. And my mom was uh, usually uh, first maybe sort of on my side, but then, you know, they go upstairs and do what they do. And then all of a sudden I'd be the one in trouble for no reason. So um, I always got the, the raw end of the stick. And uh, my gang was just it was just my, like my family, you know, people that I could just talk to and hang out and do dumb stuff with. Do you think that's why a lot of people end up joining gangs? Um, I'm... I'm going to say, yeah, for sure. I, I think if uh, things aren't right at home, then um, kids look for something else. And, you know, getting into a gang is, 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 is a very easy outlet for any kid to get into. Now, you have, uh, from a very humble beginning in the Marlboro Projects and in Brooklyn, 
you have gone all over the world. You've known celebrities. You're something of a celebrity yourself. You have um, done incredible things really all due to your prowess playing the game of ping pong or and, and, and table tennis. Now, most people that I know that get as good at something as you are at ping pong – they start at a very young age. You know, you hear stories about Willie Mays, how before he could even walk, his father was pushing him a ball and making him throw it back. Um, that wasn't the case for you. You didn't start playing ping pong at three, four, five years old, did you? No, I didn't. Um, I, I started at 17 years old. 17? Yeah. <laughs> I started at 17. Um, the reason, uh, one of the reasons why I... Um, got good at ping pong really quickly is because the other I had two outlets um, from the abuse. Uh, the first outlet was my gang. The second outlet was sports. So when I was in school, I joined every sport I could play because if I joined a lot of sports, then I wouldn't have to be uh, home as much, right? Because you get up early in the morning, you go to practice, you know, after school, you stay late, you practice. By the time you come home, you're kind of numb to all the nonsense going home. So I just joined every single sport in school, and, and I was good at sports. But when I was in school, I hated ping pong. I used to make fun of the kids that played ping pong. Really? So they had ping pong at yeah, your school? Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they had the kids in the lunchroom playing ping pong in, in school. So like uh, when I was playing football, I used to walk out. Uh, we used to go through the lunchroom to get to the field, and I would see the kids playing ping pong, and I would go, man, look at these kids with their short shorts and a stick. I used to make fun of the kids playing ping pong. Hope they don't see me now. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happened at 17? How did you not just start playing ping pong, but, but get so good at it? Oh, man. So uh, to make a long story short, um, a particular individual wanted to help me. Um, and he saw that um, I was going towards a very dark place uh, along the lines of what my stepfather said, either dead or in jail. And um, he paid for me to go to Germany to learn ping pong. So that's how I got into the sport. But I found ping pong at a pool hall. I, I, I thought, so, you know, growing up, I, I had a lot of issues, and I took out my anger on everyone. Everything that happened in my house, I blamed everyone else for it. Um, I started shooting pool one year, and um, I thought I was really good, but I wasn't. And I uh, got upset, <laughs> and I took the pool stick. I just tapped on the table. The pool stick shattered, and uh I got really upset, and I saw some kids playing ping pong. And, and so I went up to them and said, hey, I want to play. But I wasn't – I didn't really want to play. I was being a bully. And the kid said, oh, do you play this? I was like, I don't play this. I just want to get a hit. And so the kid gave me the racket, and when he hit the ball to me, I meant to hit the ball at him. But the ball went on the table, and the kid was like, oh, man, that was a great shot. You got to go. There's a ping pong club. And you got to go check this ping pong. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is there's a what? Like, there's a place where people actually gather to play this. And uh, I couldn't believe it. But um, the athlete in me said, you know what? Let, let me go check it out. And I did. And when I saw it for the first time, I saw people standing back from the table, you know, hitting the ball, boom, boom. Well, I've seen those guys at spin. Yeah, I'm, I'm always exactly. in awe. I sit and spin. Exactly. I sit and spin and just watch in, in awe of what goes on there. So you really became a great ping pong player in Germany. That's how you got so good? Yeah, that's where I first started. I, 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 I got sent there. I went and I lived in a sports school. So uh, not only did I get better at ping pong and learn the sport, that was the first change of my mindset from being this angry 
kid to uh, someone who is maybe a bit more bearable. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, you know, you talk about changing your mindset. Is there any sort of advice that you can give our listeners about how they might be able to change their own mindset to do some great things or deal with some adversity in their own life or channel some anger issues or loneliness issues or depression or whatever they might be experiencing? How do you just kind of flick a switch and change your mind like that? Um, I mean, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but um, I always say that, you know, we have to win the fight that's within ourselves. You know, there, there, there's winning at sports, there's winning at love, winning at et cetera. But until you win that fight within yourself, then you won't be able to change your mindset. So you have to really focus on yourself and not blame the rest of the world for the things that you're going through. And then you'll be able to change your mindset. Because once I could understand that the whole world doesn't hate me and not everyone is out to get me, then that's how I could finally change the mindset. It's so interesting to me that you became this good at uh, ping pong in spite of not playing till you're a teenager, late teenager. I'm reminded I I met Lawrence Taylor a couple of times and he told me he never even played football until he was 15. And now a lot of people consider him the greatest linebacker of all time. We're talking with Wally Green. If you want to check out his website, you can go to who is Wally Green dot com spelled exactly as it sounds. Who is Wally Green dot com. Settle this once and for all in the minds of our listeners. What is the difference between table tennis and ping pong. All right. Okay. You must get asked this a lot. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. I'm going to explain something. So most of the pro players, they like table tennis. And they say it's table tennis because ping pong is a game that's played in the basement. I 100% disagree with that. Um, I call it ping pong for a number of reasons. First of all, ping pong is just a more friendly um uh, a nicer word. It's more inviting. The number one country in the world by far is China. And China's never said the word table tennis, right? The next thing, what people don't know is that the original word was ping pong. The only reason ping pong was changed was because Parker Brothers copyrighted mm. the name ping pong. They copyrighted the name. So that means that the U.S. Association would have to pay Parker Brothers ah. to use the name ping pong. So, for example, you know, we have our club Spin, right? So if we say Spin, New York's premier social ping pong club, you have to we pay can be Park sued Brothers. even until yeah. today. So we partnered with Stiga, which is a sister company of Parker Brothers, and that way we can use that word ping pong. So the only reason it's people call it table tennis is because – it was copyrighted. The word was copyrighted. So the original the term, re- yes. the proper term is ping, ping pong. pong. Exactly. Um, so it's the same game. Same game. So I looked online when I got this question and I saw some people were saying that in table tennis, they play to 11 instead of 21. That's not true. No, no. It, it's so. So what happened was the game used to be 21 and then they changed the points to 11 because if you're watching three out of five games to 20, first of all, watching ping pong is a little bit difficult because no one understands what's going on with the ball. So if you don't understand what's going on with the ball, it's a hard sport to watch. And it's really hard to watch if it's three out of five, 21 points. That's long. So the ITTF decided they wanted to make the game shorter and quicker, and it does two things. It makes it more appealable to um, the average person, and also it helps the lower-rated person have a little bit of a chance. 
right? Because now it's only 11 points. Both players have to start off right away because before you know it, the game's over. Uh, do you, Now, I know in the games to 21, you switch off five serves, five serves. But what do you do in the 11-point games? So in 11 points, you switch off every two serves. Every two serves. Right. And so now it's hard to get that roll with five points. You know, you serve five points, that's five-zero. You're up a lot. And then also right. you can figure out the lower opponent by the time it's like 10-10, you would have figured them out already. And usually always the higher rated player will win. If 11 points, it's not the same. 11 points gives the lower rated player. Interesting. Chance. Interesting. But as far as the game goes, there's no difference between table tennis no. and ping pong. Give me a, a tip. You, you talk about watching the ball. I, like, you know, I play ping pong. I don't say a lot, but as often as I can, you know, but my most valuable possession in my house is the, t- the ping pong table in my, in our basement. I play at least once or twice a week. I am at best an average player at best, but I'd like to be an above average player. Give me a, a pro tip or and give the people listening a pro tip as to how they can get good. Is there one thing that somebody can do to change their game? Well, um, there is not one thing, but there are things that can change a game. Uh, I'll say one which probably most people don't know about. You always have to watch your opponent hit the ball. A lot of people, most people see the ball when the ball's pretty much halfway over the net. That's actually too late. You always have to watch. If you're playing against me, you have to watch when I contact the ball. If you always watch when I contact the ball, then you'll always be early to the ball. If you don't watch me contact the ball, then you're seeing the ball when it comes over the net. By that mm. time, it's too late. Interesting. That, that's a good one. Now, when did you turn pro as a as a table tennis pro or a ping pong pro? Wow. I think it was probably like two years after I started. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And this all due to this training that you got in Germany. It was the training I got in Germany. And then um, I was in the right place at the right time. And uh Rockstar Games um, approached me at a tournament. I was playing this kid from China, and uh, we were going – we we were getting nuts. I was making a lot of noise talking trash. He was talking trash. And uh, Rockstar Games happened to be there scouting, and they came up to me. And he was like, hey, uh, would you like to – are you interested in making a ping pong game? And it was the world's first ping pong game. And uh, I was like, yeah, Rockstar Games, Grand Theft Auto, of course. And so I made this ping pong game with them, and then um, I asked them to sponsor me. And then that's how I was able to travel around the world because Rockstar sponsored me and paid for it. How'd you end up in North Korea? <laughs> so um, I saw this tournament. Actually, there was a year um, that was, I think it was 2015, and I uh, was I wanted to do something big, and and I didn't know what it was. Um, I had done some TV shows and some stuff like that, and I was like, I want to do something big through my sport. I don't know if you know. There's a very historical. Um, Time in America, 1971, I think it was President Nixon. Um, we have something called the ping pong diplomacy. And it was when America established sure. relations with China. And um, I was like, man, that's really cool. And actually, one of the guys that I used to practice with was on the team during that time. Wow. He's one of George, George Braithwaite, who's, who, who's passed away. Um, I played a lot with him. And so when I saw there was a, a tournament in North Korea. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I should go there to do a diplomacy for world peace, right? And um, I contacted pretty much everyone that I knew all around the world in all the major countries. And everyone said, no way, we're not going there. Like, you're going to die. They're going to kill you. You're not going to come back. It's going to be end of you. Uh, we're not going. So I said, okay, well, if you guys don't want to go, then 
I'll go, I'll go by myself. And that's what I did. I literally went by myself. Everything I handled by myself. Only American in the tournament? The only Westerner in the tournament. My Not goodness. American. The Westerner in the tournament. How did the North Koreans react to you? Oh, man. <laughs> so um, there, was, there was a point where I got to play a North Korean player, which was uh, really cool because I went there to do a diplomacy for world peace, but I had no plan. I didn't know how this was going to happen. Um, but I, luckily for me, I got to play at North Korea. And I remember when um, we were walking out to play our match, it was the umpire, North Korean umpire and me, and we're walking out. And there's like maybe 5,000 fans who are all North Koreans. And as I'm walking out, you could feel like the eyes on your body. Like you could feel the hate. Um, wow. Like you could feel this. It, it, it was really, really intense. The walk to the table was one of the most intense things I've felt because, you know, there's just so many people and, you know, they're taught that Americans are evil or, or you know, we should be killed and et cetera. And, um, and you can feel that. And, and then, I mean, even when I played the match, like when I made the first couple of points, every time I made a point, they made it sound like this, mm, like this really hate, wow. really distasteful sound from everyone. So, yeah, it was it, it was pretty intense. You're not pre- planning a vacation back there anytime soon. Nah. <laughs> um, I've got to ask you, we're almost out of time, uh, but uh, you got to come back because uh, you have such a fascinating story and there's so many things that I want to ask you about. You are, I didn't even know you were the co-founder or co-owner of Spin. This is one of my favorite places to hang out in the world. It has been for a long time. I used to take every girl on a first date there. I'd take friends there. I'd take all sorts of folks there. And it was so great because if you liked ping pong, you could play ping pong. Uh, but if you don't, you can have drinks just at any bar and enjoy some nice popcorn. Uh, for people that haven't been to Spin, the one I've been to is on 23rd Street. But yeah. is there more than one now? Yes, yes. So we have a, a couple of across the country. Then we have two in New York. So there's the one on 23rd Street and there's the one on 54. So explain the concept of spin to people. So um, what we did was we took uh, a party that we were having in our apartment called Naked Ping Pong. So the original party was Naked Ping Pong and we took that and brought it. Is everyone naked in it? (laughs) Naked was optional. But, But naked was the state of mind that we were in. Like live free, enjoy life, everything's great, have fun. And uh, we took that concept and brought it to spin. Um, we wanted to take a sport that's, you know, ping pong is a real serious sport. It's, 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 it's uh, not fun for people who don't play to be around people who actually play. So uh, we wanted to change that. We wanted to make the sport fun because everyone's played ping pong at one point or another. And so we wanted to make it fun. You know, we wanted to add drinks, you know, Add, add DJs, add events, and let people play ping pong, but at the same time, have fun and party. Uh, well, you've succeeded. I definitely recommend people check it out. Um, check out Wally's website as well, um, whoiswallygreen.com. Wally, thanks for coming in. I hope we can do this again soon. Anytime, anytime. <laughs>